Yes, you owe back taxes. It could be from this year, last year, five, 10 years ago. It doesn't matter. You still have rights. The IRS has to adhere to a certain standard of care when it comes to dealing with you as a taxpayer and your tax debt. Doesn't matter what you owe, how much you owe, none of that. You still have rights. Over 50% of taxpayers don't even realize that they have rights. I'm Deltrice Hart Anderson, keeping the IRS out of the pocketbooks, wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. And today I'd like to discuss with you your rights. Welcome to part two of Know Your Rights. Last week, we discussed the right to be informed, the right to quality service, the right to pay no more than the fair share or your correct amount of taxes. We talked about the right to challenge the IRS position and to be heard, as well as the right to appeal an IRS decision. So we will focus on the last set of rights that you have. And again, guys, just letting you know, the rights are in much more detail. I just wanted to give you a brief overview of each right. If you need assistance, please seek the help of a licensed tax professional to help you with your IRS issue. Remember, the IRS did a study on themselves. They conducted a study and showed that 40% of the letters that go out are not even accurate. So if they know that, because most of these letters are computer generated, so if they know that, but you don't know that, then you may be paying them more than they should get paid, okay? And remember, one of your rights that we talked about last episode is you have the right to pay no more than the correct amount of tax. So please, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I hope if you do have an IRS issue that you get the proper assistance. It doesn't have to come from me, but make sure whoever you go to, make sure you get a licensed professional to assist you with your tax problems. Hope you enjoyed this episode. You have a right to finality. And what does that mean for you? You have a right to know the maximum amount of time that the IRS has to challenge your tax return and the maximum amount of time they have to collect on your taxes if you owe taxes, as well as the amount of time they have to audit a particular tax year. Okay. Generally, you'll only be subject to one examination per year. So they can't go back and audit you multiple times for a particular year unless there's a case of fraud. But outside of that, no, they get one shot at it. And there's only a certain period of time they have to look at that return. They have three years from the date your return was filed in order for them to assess whether that tax return is accurate or not, whether they're going to accept that tax return without any changes. 
If you owe money, the IRS generally has 10 years from the date that it was assessed, the tax uh, was assessed to collect on the unpaid taxes. I say generally because there are certain things that will extend that time frame. Okay. If you believe that you overpaid your taxes, you have a certain amount of time that you can file for a refund. That's why you always hear those. Um, you'll probably have your tax preparer telling you, for instance, oh, this is year 2020. So they're saying you have um, X amount of time to file your 2017 tax return. So it is based on, and I'm sorry, your, your 2016 tax return. So if you had a refund, then you are still able to receive that refund. So the right for finality is actually beneficial for both you and the IRS. You have a right to privacy. The IRS cannot be more intrusive than necessary. They have to comply with privacy laws and they have to respect all of your rights, including the process that you go through when there is a search and seizure. Okay, you have search and seizure protections. All right, so they can't just come knocking on your door for no reason. They can't come knocking on your neighbor's door for no reason. And yes, they will come if necessary. No more intrusive than necessary. Okay. So if you have been ignoring all of the letters, they've sent you certified letters, you haven't received any of the certified letters, or you haven't responded to the certified letters, you owe a bunch of money, then the IRS will do whatever is necessary to get your attention. So yes, they can, they don't want to, they can knock on your neighbor's doors. Business owners, they can actually visit you at your office. They can come to your store, come to your warehouse, whatever the case, wherever you work, they can come there. They actually can contact your big customers or your big clients and demand whatever money that was supposed to go to you, go to the IRS, okay? But again, those are intrusive actions and the IRS cannot be more intrusive than necessary, all right? They can do it, that's not what they wanna do. And they have to get a supervisor's approval before they go into meddling into your affairs like that. Because now at this point, if they are, um, if you haven't paid them and they are looking for payment and you have ignored them all the while, now they're looking for, hmm, what can I seize? Okay. What can I take from this taxpayer and sell to try to recoup some or all of the government's money? All right. Now, they cannot seize your personal items like clothing or books or furniture, any household items. For business owners, they cannot take any tools or equipment that you use to generate business. Um, if you have a personal residence, they cannot take that personal residence 
unless they get approval. Now they do not, that's the last thing they want to do is take some personal stuff, right? Because now they're doing extra work. Now they have to seize it and they have to sell it. And they already know they're not going to get the fair value. They sell it for less than the fair value in most cases. So that's, this is not the goal. The goal is to get your attention so that it doesn't get to that point. All right. And here's the thing, guys, you don't want the IRS in your business, right? So let's say that you just purchased a big old fancy house or a big old fancy car, right? Now, even though the IRS should not seek to be intrusive, they can be, okay? They should not seek intrusive and extraneous information about your lifestyle. But if they feel that you're trying to defraud them, or if they feel that you have not reported all the income that you should have reported, then you have opened the door. You have allowed them into your lifestyle. But the beauty of it is if you have reported all of your income and you're on an audit and they may wonder, they may be thinking in their head, oh my gosh, how did she get such a big house? How did, how can he afford such a big, nice car? They can't touch it. They can't ask you about it at all. Your lifestyle is your lifestyle. So keep them off of your radar because even though you have a right to privacy, anything that don't give, they don't give them any reason to become more intrusive than necessary. You have the right to confidentiality. So generally the IRS cannot contact a third party like your job or your neighbor or a bank to obtain information about making any adjustments to your account. Okay. Now we talked about before, yes, the IRS can knock on your door. Those measures are intrusive as necessary. Okay. If it's not necessary, then that's not what the IRS is going to do. The IRS also protects you because if your tax professional discloses information about your tax return without your written consent, then the IRS will go after them. They'll get fined, okay? They may lose their right to prepare taxes. Also, there are privileged conversations, privileged communications when you talk to your attorney or when you talk to an authorized individual, authorized to practice before the IRS. Okay, remember, that's why I always tell you either when, when someone is preparing your taxes or if someone is assisting you with tax issues, make sure they are an enrolled agent or a CPA. Because just like attorneys, CPAs, enrolled agents, as well as enrolled actuaries, those, the tax advice, the legal advice that you receive, those conversations can be privileged. So there is a right to confidentiality. Okay. So just know that the IRS 
These are some of your rights. So you don't have to share everything. And the IRS doesn't get the opportunity to know everything. Know your rights to confidentiality. You have the right to retain representation. That's right. Authorized representation of your choice when dealing with the IRS. You can select a person that's either an enrolled agent, a CPA, or an attorney to represent you in any audits, looking at different letters. If you're having an an interview with the IRS or a revenue officer, and the IRS cannot require you to attend any type of face-to-face interactions if you have a representative. Now, sometimes they'll wheel their little power around and have a summons, formally summons you to appear, sometimes when it's not necessary, but there's always a manager that can intervene on that. But just know that you have the right to representation. You don't have to go alone when it comes to your tax matters. You Lastly, have a right to a fair and just tax system. What does that mean for you? That means that the IRS cannot cause you a financial hardship. Doesn't matter how much you owe. It only matters your current financial situation. Okay, so if you receive a letter and the IRS says, oh, you have to pay us a thousand dollars a month and you can't afford a thousand a month, they can't get a thousand a month from you. If they tell you you owe a hundred a month and you cannot afford a hundred dollars a month, they cannot take that money from you if it's not fair and if it's not just. They can't put you in the poorhouse or they can't make you go deeper into debt. If you don't have it, you don't have it. There's an old saying that you can't squeeze blood from a turnip. You can't squeeze blood from a turnip. And the IRS is not going to expect you to do so. It would not be fair and it would not be just. Okay. So they will consider your financial affairs and you will have a certain time to respond to them with your current financial situation. So they don't cause you any more mental anguish. You submit the information to prove that, hey, IRS, if you took this $100 from me, or if you are requiring $100 a month from me, or $1,000 a month from me, it's going to put me in a bad way financially, and I cannot afford it. And you would not be exercising the fair and just tax system. So that's all I have for you today, guys. Hopefully you can take away some nugget to help you get your tax problem solved. Remember, it is IRS letter season. What I mean by that is the IRS is sending out letters left and right. And remember, the statistic shows that 40% of those letters 
have been incorrect in the past. So please don't think it's going to be anything different right now. If you need help in resolving your tax matters and you don't already have a licensed professional that's assisting you, or even if you just want a second opinion in reviewing that letter, reach out to us at stopirsletters.com. That's www.stopirsletters.com. Stopirsletters.com. I'm Deltrice Hart Anderson, keeping the IRS out of the pocketbooks, wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. Till next time, bye y'all.